I realize I get in like a different like mentality when we do pod. Like I, I get like way more like I talk in like an upward cadence way more than I do normally. Yeah. Like there's more energy in my voice than when I talk to people normally. But I've heard I've heard you I've heard you have that cadence in other situations, but I can't really pinpoint what it is. It's like when I get like kind of manic. Yeah, so whenever you're explaining something, you're talking about like some movie shit or whatever. It, it goes to that. <laughs> it's not even like it's not it's not even like when you're passionate or whatever. It's 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 somehow just like subject matter or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Are you recording? Yeah, yeah. It's your like pontificating voice. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to turn the fuck up. Yeah, I guess I am. Um. All right. Let's actually do this now. Yeah. All right. Did it fuck up at the end? Yo, what did no, what do you mean? <laughs> it like it like started going really fast, like da, 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 da. I don't know what you're talking about. That must be some like internet shit for you. Welcome to episode eight of the Ion Pod, everybody. Um, vocals randomly sound kind of quiet in that. Maybe I should turn them up a little bit. I'm like listening on headphones now. <laughs> it sounds. Oh, I mean, I I like the vocals being loud. But they're, they're like not loud enough. That's what I'm saying. I know. I'm saying like that's not a bad idea. Um. Yeah. All right. I'll think about it. Um. What's really good, everyone? Welcome back to the Ion Pod. We've been off this shit for a minute. Yeah. We decided we don't like movies. I watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon last night. <laughs> I can't. It really wasn't that sick. I've never seen it. You know what I randomly watched? And don't ask me why. Um, that movie Room. That movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is what everyone was talking about. It's like really random. Brie Larson's kind of hot, but that movie sucks. Oh, she's definitely hot. I mean. She's definitely hot. The kid was good. We've been off the Ion Pod for a bit. We like we did a bunch of episodes with guests, which was a lot of fun. But we feel like for the Packers, I've I've heard from more than one person that you guys are missing our voice. You're missing our personality. We haven't really built the brand enough. We haven't linked and built quite enough with our fans. Yeah, that's really true. Should we tell the Packers what's coming ahead <laughs> in terms of our? I don't know. Should we? Paid subscription service. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I guess now is as good a time as ever to announce. We're starting an OnlyFans. There's too many Patreons out there. Uh, we much prefer OnlyFans. So we're announcing the Ion Pack OnlyFans with exclusive content for the Packers. The inaugural episode will be with Kyle Official. Kyle Brown, the legend. Um, I well, I guess we'll. I guess we have to start it now. I thought we were gonna wait a little longer, but 
Well, we already have all the Bachcock pictures for just like if we want to do like individual. <laughs> yeah, we got some real leaked leaked pictures of Bachcock. And the the guy the guy was endowed. <laughs> yeah, he really crushed it. I was talking about Bach the other day because we don't we actually haven't really talked about Bach, but I remember we posted a story a while ago from a movie that features Magdalena Bach, Bach's wife, who is rumored to have written many of his compositions and is really responsible for a lot of his genius work. Oh, right. I've heard about that. Which I feel like is like the most timely, essential, creative story to bring back up. Like everybody's bringing up, back up all this everybody's digging up everybody else's dirt it's like let's talk about magdalena bach so true magdalena bach big shouts yeah big shouts of magdalena bach underrated so we're back we're back in the lab new york's in a really strange spot we're both not really sure well i was gonna say we're not sure what to do with ourselves but i feel like you've been you've been crushing it recently Oh, I'm definitely sure of what to do with myself, but I'm not sure what New York is going to do with itself. I think we have to reinvent it. I think it's like it's in a state right now that to me, like, is only depressing momentarily. And it's actually really exciting because it's like how I've always come to know New York, which is like a place that's constantly reinventing itself, oftentimes for the worst. But there's something fun about the novelty of things being rebuilt and new places popping up like you know new venues to go to if that is ever yeah again. I, I was i was dude i was literally like a couple days ago saying china chalet will be the only one to survive and i was very wrong you were very wrong <laughs> i it was like one of the first to go i, I really I, can't believe that i mean for me china chalet has been sort of uh, I mean, it's been dead to me since like 2017. Like, it obviously exists, and people still have fun. Have, have had fun yeah. Like, I've like barely gone in the past few years, but it's also like it's I a mean, fixture. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you're like college closed down or something, you like care. I'm <laughs> just excited for the anymore. new light bulbs to be put into these fixtures, though, because the fixtures. I mean, there's always New York fixtures. They always they establish themselves in different time periods, and oftentimes the best ones are short lived. And China Chalet has been around. Like, it's the first place I ever went to a party in, like, 2009 or 10 or something. Back in, like, that era, it was, like, some, like, gang-gang dance party. I, like, didn't know, you know, I was too young to be there. It was, like, it was a completely different thing. But, like, China Chalet has been there for longer than any of the, like, you know, the DIY era of, like, 285 Kent or, you know, that whole thing. Oh, I mean, I never, I don't know why people cared about that so much. It was just, like, who cares? But the, China Chalet is, like, different than some like DIY venue closing because China Chalet was like its own lawless insane place like where can you it's like smoking inside like the you know what I mean it was well, just even, like even that was like I feel it has like its own limiting the, they were limiting the smoking and stuff no, that's true like the last time the we were there the last time we were there they weren't letting people smoke inside that's true so maybe maybe this is like the equivalent of like you know what I mean like someone was sick for a long time and they finally die and you're like but they died years ago yeah, no, I've, that, that's sort of how I felt. Like, I obviously have a lot of good memories there, but, like, I'm just, like, for me, that place was, was already done. Um, and that's fine. I mean, we're getting older. Yeah, I mean, we're about to enter our 40s. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm pushing 50, bro. All right, I always forget. <laughs> it's weird to run an account like the one that we run or barely run at this point as middle-aged people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's just too lucrative. Gotta stick with it. I know. It's, it's, it was sort of a bummer that we couldn't get unemployment because we make so much money off of this account, but <laughs> at the same time, like, the checks just keep the royalties. <laughs> Dude, I'd like, I mean, it's really, I mean, I crunched the numbers and it was mostly the hymns endorsement that got us through the past two years. The hymns endorsement, the Hari Neff episode got us and we've finally reached a billion subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is which is good. Which is that's why we're gonna uh, introduce the pay structure so that you know. Yeah, there's just too many, too many people. We can become the first billionaire composers. Um, Bach, that is. Um, first, first billionaire podcaster. Is there a billionaire podcaster? Joe's not even close. Or no, he is close. Didn't he? Didn't I don't know. He, I'm looking it up right now. It was like a three hundred million dollar deal or something. Joe Rogan. How's that not come up? Oh, 100 million? That's it? It's like we made that off our first episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dude, he's only five foot eight. He's a short guy. I was just watching Chappelle's show. King. And Joe Rogan was like a side character. I was like, wow, like it's crazy how, you know, time passes and. Somebody becomes a millionaire podcaster. Um, I, I have no idea what. Um, I like don't. I've never seen anything else that he's done. He was like the host of Fear Factor. Oh right, duh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like the dude making people eat like. Worms I never watched and shit. that shit. I was like, what is everyone talking about with this? I, I I watched it a little bit, but ultimately it was always just like it was just like coasting off of like survivors, like that era of like like non it was like kind of reality tv but it had this like adventure aspect to it yeah right 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 there, there needs to be another good reality show it was like so it was like randomly like the original like burning man it was just some like watch fear factor you know what i mean so it was just like, true i remember there was some like really wild shit i remember like watching one there were people like jumping out of helicopters and shit and i was like who are these people like the amazing race or something oh wow yeah, the Amazing Race. That one was good. I mean, Survivor. Survivor was pretty sick, honestly. Survivor has really great seasons. Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I know I hate just like talking about people I found attractive over the years, but <laughs> that's your rod. Elizabeth Hasselbeck, who is now on The View and I believe is a Republican, was so fucking hot on Survivor. Big shots to Republican. <laughs> Big shots to people I used to jerk, jerk off to. Um. <laughs> I think uh, she's dating like a football star or something, but she's like I, a lot of people have brought up the Chrissy Carlson Romano thing that we did in the one of the first episodes. Um, as just they, they've thanked me, they've been like, "Thank you so much for pointing out that clip to me." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we uh, we have we talked about this yet on the what? pod that what? we need to get the Packers to join in, uh, like rally cry for getting christy carlson romano on the pod yeah if you guys could all dm christy carlson romano just so that her filter requests are just filled with like please go on this podcast we'd really appreciate that because 
I mean, obviously it'd be a lifelong dream for me and a lot of the people that I know at this point now that they've seen the clip. Um, like, I, I would prefer Christy to, like, like, obviously I love Shia, but, like, honestly, I don't know if he's going to give much to the podcast. Christy's going to be a queen on this podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she'll, she'll really, like, fuck us up. Like, it'll be really psychedelic to hear what she has to say about anything. So true. Shia's going to be some, like, you know, like, I'm not famous anymore. Like I, I have no interest in child. He, he will not divide us. You know what, I mean? like, what, is, what is he going to say? Um, yeah, dude. Wait. Also, unrelated, but it reminded me. Fear Factor reminded me. Do you remember the new metal band Fear Factory? Of course. That they were on that that game I used to play. The like frequency. Oh. Frequency was this game where you would like it was basically like the original rock band. It was like you would like play the synth lines and the drum lines like with your controller as it would like go through this like like turn of the century, like millennium aesthetic vortex of like music notes and shit. Right. Yeah, Dude, Fear Factory was on. Fear there. Factory is sick, underrated band. Something that you were showing me recently, which I feel like Packers would really uh, respect, or they probably already really fuck with, is that Alien Ant Farm video. Oh, yeah. It was called Movies, right? Yep. Oh, man. We, well, we got to use that in I something. Know. I know. I hope everybody enjoyed our, uh, our new theme song for our upcoming TV show, which is going to be broadcast on every streaming platform. It's on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Movie. Movie. Quibby, <laughs> um, F- Fandor. No, yeah, the Packers should all go watch the music video for Movies, the song by Alien Amform. It's like a really, really insane video, and it just really kind of boggles my mind the kind of budgets that artists were given for music videos and what they did with those budgets. It's like really crazy to me. And it's a big inspiration for what we're going to do with our huge budget for our TV show. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I'm sure that what we're getting is triple what any of those guys got, but. Yeah, I mean. But there's inflation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 600 million is like, you know, was like 50 million back then. So, Dude, what do you think the budget for that video actually was? Probably like two or three million. I'm actually going to see. I, I'm going to actually see if that's public information. Somehow. Alien Ant Farm movies. Music Wait, we should ex- we should explain to the Packers what just happened in terms of like all the false false starts that we just had starting this podcast. I don't even remember. We were trying to find what song we were gonna oh, start right. the episode yeah. with, and I once knew a person who worked for Kanye West, and we have basically he was really drunk one night and he had all this unreleased Kanye shit from like Yeezus era and it was all incredible and he was like I can't really play it for you I was like come on we gotta hear it in the car um and my car has like an SD card slot and like a hard drive in it and he didn't realize that when he put the SD card in my car that I could like import the tracks into my car so he was like really fucked up and his like face was on the side of the car and while he wasn't looking, I imported all of the tracks. So we wanted to play one of those, especially with all this shit with like Kanye becoming president in the news. Um, 
and we realized we didn't know how to get the track off of the hard drive of the car and then we realized we've spent the past month making a theme song and had completely forgotten that that was supposed to be the song from now on i we like couldn't get it off the car i was looking up youtube videos of like how to like take the stereo out of the car and like extract the hard drive and i was like dude fuck like what's going to be the theme song we got to record this episode and he was like didn't we just like spend all night finishing the song like two nights ago I know, I spent all this time, like, going to my Tesla charging station to get go to my car to try to get the song out, but, um, well, get it. um, yeah, I, but I guess the, the theme song, well, okay, we're going to release it with a video, so it'll make It'll They're, like they be will in have context. seen it. By the time that they listen to this, they will right, have right, seen right. the music video. Right, right. Um, but yeah, if you guys, I mean, you guys can start PayPaling us now, or Venmoing, or Zelling, or whatever you guys want to do before we even set up the OnlyFans, and we'll we'll send you whatever you want. Um, in terms of like just basic pornography or whatever you want to see, um, like what would you show them? Like if if someone were to like someone's gonna send you. Like you know, thirty five thousand dollars on Zell right now. What are you gonna send them? It's up to them. It's pay to play. What is there? Is there anything off limits for you? Um, I I mean, I'll I'll have it at their discretion. Is anything within reason? But you'll you'll like you'll you'll go nude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll throw it back for the Packers. <laughs> I feel like you you might even be a bigger hit than me on that because you're hairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you're seven five. Like you're yeah. you kind of you have your you have a whole thing going. I'm not fucking with that baby body shit like you. No, yeah, I'm like I'm three feet tall and <laughs> <laughs> Um and I weigh four hundred and fifty pounds. No. Um <laughs> you like can't really say that anymore it's like you can't even make a fat joke right oh yeah i guess even though your vibe in in this pod is is fat for sure yeah we've talked about like i don't know if you guys can even recognize like who like which one i am or whatever but that like i have a job of the hut like fat incel energy yeah like, it's like you like always saying horny shit and like your like voice I'm, jer- I'm like jerking off to like weird like old shit of Christy Cross. Yeah, you're like you're saying horny shit and like I'm like you're, you're, the, yeah, like your voice pitched down sounds fat. <laughs> yeah, like you'd never know I was a male model. <laughs> um, yeah, like our our dynamic is um, I'm Steve Martin, you're John Candy. That's what we've said. Yeah, when in fact it's your it's like more of like a your Johnny drama and I'm Vince. Um <laughs> I mean that is accurate. <laughs> um So yeah, I think one of the things that we wanted to talk about was like going back to the Chad take the money concept, uh the the masterpiece meme slideshow that you made uh about artistic integrity versus Oh, yeah, well I I mean I've actually been thinking about that kind of shit a lot because like in Quar, we're so like out of the sauce that it's like, you know what I mean? It's like easy to start thinking about yourself not in the context of like whatever fucking scene 
quote unquote. Well, we can cut this. We can cut this out later. But one of the things that was really shocking to me was that a an ion mainstay Eugene Colt Urenko recently tried to rope us straight back into the sauce. Oh yeah, big shouts to to huge big huge for that. So Eugene Kolyurenko uh has a new movie coming out sometime soon called Spree produced by Drake the god and uh he hit us up the ion pack to uh help out with some marketing. Big sh- big shouts to huge for um making the sauce like the sauce that has been created by him for the past couple of years with his new movie that he's making and he wanted us to get lost in it and we were fully down i don't know how much we can really say about it apart from you know a really hefty and, offer financial offer um and, from, but ultimately drake wasn't down yeah drake drake personally told us that you know, he didn't understand the memes that we were sending him and that they weren't funny, which he was right. They were purposely made to be not funny. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, huge tried big shouts, huge daddy. Big shouts. And we're going to, we're going to promote the shit out of Spree regardless. It's an amazing movie. I actually have such a, such a greater appreciation for that movie on second viewing. It's, it's actually a kind of like a masterpiece. I think, I think Eugene. Is, oh no, absolutely. It's like, it's going to be a huge thing. Get your stock in Eugene now. Yeah, Eugene is 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 publicly trading now. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yo, I would definitely buy Eugene stock. I I own it. I'm I'm the, I'm the full time share owner. Um, I don't even know the one. Uh, the majority shareholder of Eugene. <laughs> yeah, Eugene. Um, no, but like you know, like. I I had complicated feelings about that movie when we first saw it, and you know I have complicated feelings about Eugene in general. Uh, <laughs> but, but I have to say that like I really gained a lot of respect for him showing us the map to getting lost in his marketing sauce, and also just rewatching that movie, which I think is like it, it works on so many levels, and I'm really excited for people to see it and for people to. I mean, it's honestly kind of crazy that it exists. Like, yo, Eugene came the fuck up. Yeah, I know. It's insane. It's, yeah. It's I, like, I, we, got I, Joe, we got Joe Keery. Misha I mean, Barton. I mean, Kyle Mooney. Kyle Mooney. Um, no, it's, it's, it's got it. It's going to be a thing. It's, it's huge. Drake producing. Drake rejecting the island back we were uh, this is not actually a joke we were going to get hired to market the movie (laughs) like that was that was on the table and drake's fucking distributing it or whatever and they were like no yeah we like you know we did a whole thing and um you know we did a really bad job and (laughs) and but uh, that's sort of what we thought i I don't know i thought we i thought we kind of killed it i thought I mean, to be fair, our mood I, decks were I, sick. I'm partially being harsh on it because I I did it. <laughs> you were just like, oh yeah, like we'll do it, and like, nah, dude, well, I I wrote the fucking letter. I made the all the memes. Yeah, but I like wrote the like bigger concept ones and wrote the fucking letter. I know, but that your email's probably what lost us the the four million. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, no way. You think they would have hired us based on the shit you made? <laughs> I mean, no chance. It was they were horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so if there's any fighting chance that we had, it was on the email that I wrote. Um, no, you. I mean, you, you're giving yourself too much credit. We're, we both are. We no, I mean, so, the email also sucked for sure. We, fu we fucked the deal up, dude. Nah, I, I, those I, ideas I, weren't good. Dude, I actually went back and forth. I was like, yeah, I mean, duh, we didn't get it. Like, those ideas sucked. And then I actually read the email again. I was like, ah. No, it's, it was good. It yeah, was I mean, who's going to do better than this? I don't know. We had really good ideas that they'll probably steal to market the movie. They just didn't want to, you know, pay us our, our fee, which, to be fair, for what we offer, was a fair fee. Like, $500 million is... <laughs> I... It, it Also, it doesn't matter if they steal. We don't even have to sue because we're gonna, we own so much stock in Eugene that we're just going to profit off it anyway. Yeah, and we're going to promote the movie. And the movie's great. It'll be the best movie of this year or next year whenever it comes out. And probably for... It'll probably be the movie of the decade. Um, yeah. I, no, want you, I want Eugene to use that. The movie of the decade. The Ion Pack. You know what I mean? Like, I want to get to the level where we're like the new Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel. Or so true. You know, I never thought about that. That's... Honestly, that's a huge inspiration we should watch. We should watch him, Siskel and Ebert. Well, that's a thing that I kind of miss out on. Because, like, that was, like... The, I, I, I was watching that before, like, Pitchfork existed for music. Like, there was no, like, barometer... There, I mean, there. I have no barometer for like if I like a movie or not. I don't have, or like if I know, other people like a movie. I remember like, I used to read RogerEbert.com like a long, long time ago. Yeah, to find out like, about shit. It's still better than. It's still better than. Like, Are people in, still? I think there's people still writing on it. Does it still? It must still exist. No, it still exists. It's like Chicago Sun Times. Like I think they just have like a film writer, and it's good. I mean, honestly, uh, you might have to cut this out, but I'm going to have to give big shouts to a controversial figure who is actually a great writer and great critic. I don't always agree with his opinions, but I know that I'm going to read something worthwhile when I read his reviews or his essays. Who? The motherfucker, Nick Pinkerton. Pinky. Oh, yeah, Pinky. Great writer. I've never read him. <laughs> have you ever have you read any film criticism like at all? Nope. <laughs> You're a better man than I. Could not be less interested. Or music. I I don't. I I can't remember the last time I read a review. No, that's not true. I I'll like if, if there's a movie or an album or something that I already like and I'm interested enough, I'll go read a review about it. But I'm not like checking what critics say to for like recommendations and shit. No way. Yeah, man, we've obviously talked on the pod before about, like, what a group of miserable sacks of shit uh, most critics are and how we, like, hate critic, cr you know, criticism in general. Lowest uh, form of life. Yes, yeah, in the words of Lou Reed. Yeah, Lou, Lou Reed, critics are the lowest form of life. Yeah, I don't well, like I, Oh, who... I don't like journalists. Journalists. Oh, I despise them. Why? They're disgusting. With the exception of you. Yeah. With the exception of you, mainly the English, the pigs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what, what, do you, what do you say about, what is your opinion about journalism? But I mean, that's not being prejudiced, that's being truthful. Yeah. Prejudice is when it's not true. Yeah. Yeah, sure. We talk about uh, journalism as the third state power. No, it's the lowest form of life.
Yeah, if you if you're a journalist or a critic listening to this, fuck you. Other than that guy who posted that really nice tweet about the, the uh, dignity oh, of the human yeah, individual, yeah, yeah, that's the only good critic. What? Oh, let me find his name. Um, only good critic. I keep going. I need to find it. No, we have to give big shots to that guy because that guy actually. I mean, I think he writes for like the film stage and a bunch of other places. Like this dude's, this dude's pretty legit, and you know, he actually listened to the pod, understood that like we are we are pieces of shit in our own right, and made a comment about how on the pod we were talking about the dignity of the human individual because we're real ones like that, and he it was a welcome surprise for him. Um, and that was really Josh nice and C. Ensinias, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Josh Ensinias. Big shouts to you. Um, and we're glad that we surprised you because, you know, part of what we want to do here is, like, provide sort of, like, an antidote to, like, shit posting, which is that, like, you know, we've got feelings and we want to kind of be inspiring. And Yeah, and we actually, like, don't actually hate shit even though we roast shit all the time. So you can, like, roast shit while simultaneously being, like, really like corny and open about loving shit but if you're but if you're a miserable sack of shit that's like just pissed off that you don't know how to make a movie or you don't know how to make music and you're just like tearing shit down for a living for like a, a measly wage like you know you're, you're better off doing something else like I, I really think you should reconsider what you're doing like people are always bitching on twitter about like oh the miserable state of like how writers are underappreciated in the industry it's like you should be fucking underappreciated like it's I, uh, like uh, like people who make things don't appreciate you like it's like you you ruin our days yeah um but also i mean only because it's like most critics not just film critics but like are any art critic is like they're so like pompous it's like you review other people's shit like that's sick but like now that you're like think of yourself as some like pompous tastemaker now they, all, they all become radicalized in their little circles of like of you know their little circle jerk radicalizes them to just like being about their taste or like they'll fuck with like an artist or filmmaker or musician or something because they also have good taste and they feel like they're on the in crowd with them Right, right, right. I mean, and I don't mean I'm not I'm not I I I rarely am hateful on here, but you know, fuck fuck off. <laughs> but but yeah, not everyone like because big shouts to Josh and Sinai's. That's and big shouts to the big shouts to Pinky, honestly. Yeah, big shouts. I don't actually care because I don't I don't read criticism. I could be totally wrong. I might be wrong. I don't even know who I'm hating on. I feel like it's like it's mostly like Ryan Schreiber fucking up our karaoke night. <laughs> wow, I completely forgot about that. But he's like not he's not a critic anymore. He hasn't been a critic for like like when's the last time he wrote anything? No, I just have a grudge about I think I think you know who radicalized me was Chris Ott and like watching Shallow Rewards. If anybody wants to go watch some good music criticism i mean it's like not all of it is like valid or true but he's a really interesting guy go, try and find some shallow rewards videos on youtube be like some rips down william Bazinski. um talks about like the you know overly fetishized existence of kurt cobain and his drug use um you know he's he's got he's got access to a lot of like rare you know shoegaze and cure cuts and things. Does, he's, he's got really does, good he, does he still make shit he only released two albums, both of which are. No, really I mean, good. does he still like make videos and stuff? 
No, he like got canceled. Oh, right. We didn't actually get canceled. People were just like, he's an asshole. No, he cheated on his wife and people were like, see, he's a scumbag. But I didn't, it wasn't like canceled. They were like, he cheated on his wife. So he like deleted his social media because he was like well, embarrassed. Well, he got fired from Pitchfork, which he was really disgruntled about, which is why he started his YouTube channel, which was like m way more interesting than anything Pitchfork has done in like the past 10 years. Um, you know, turning you on to stuff that you've never heard and providing valid criticism of things that should be criticized. Like, you know, what a good critic is meant to do without much... Like, he he, did, he he would never even mention that he also made music. And I think it's part of why I like him is that, like, he, he was operating from a place of, like, he was a genuinely creative person himself and wasn't just, like, a disgruntled, like, I want to be famous critic. Um, or I want to be like in the cool crowd with like Isabel Huppert at the fucking, you know, Metrograph holiday party. This is not like a piece of shit. He's like off in like, you know, Boston somewhere with his, with his wife and his kid. You know what I mean? He's just like some guy. Um, right. Yeah. He just got canceled for cheating on his wife. You can get canceled for that. I mean, to be fair. I'd, I'd probably cancel someone for that. I mean, like, or if they were my friend. No, if they were your friend, for sure. But you could, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, I don't know. And big shouts to my friends who I know have cheated. I've I've written you off. Um, I've never cheated. Cheating's bad. It is. Fuck that. I've never done it. Really sensitive subject for me. I don't know if we want to get into that, but. Let's get I, into it's, it. It's something I've been talking about. You know, I talked about it with Kyle the other night, and uh, I've talked about it with uh, Master of Come. I've talked about it with multiple girlfriends. Get into it. It's because I think my I'm like fiercely against cheating, as someone who is currently in a relationship. Not a, not even as myself right now, but just in if you are in a relationship, you should not cheat. Um, and that's that's a sacred thing that you should not disrespect. Or if you want to disrespect that, break up. Like, be be the bigger man, be the bigger girl, and hook that up. Um, but it, it's for whatever reason, it doesn't apply to me if it's the other person in the relationship cheating on you. To me, that always feels like a failure of you in the relationship. Like, you're not satisfying your partner. Or, like, if you have thoughts about someone else, or if your partner has thoughts about someone else, it's because they're probably unhappy, which obviously applies to yourself, too. Like, if you're having thoughts about someone else, like, maybe you should reevaluate your relationship, but don't cheat. But when it's your partner, I like, for example, if my girlfriend were to cheat on me, I would take that personally as something, like, I did something wrong in that situation, which maybe is a little masochistic or something, but that also applies to if I were single and I were, was hooking up with someone who had a significant other, I don't I don't find myself to be in the wrong. Like, my morality just doesn't apply to... I mean, unless it's, like, my friend or something, but if I don't know the person, it just, it's not something that I, I, I've just recognized as about myself. I don't feel bad about it. Like, I can feel maybe I, a little nervous, I, but... I wouldn't say that I wouldn't do it, but I definitely think... I would be still a little at fault. You would still be a little what? At fault. No, like I no, I definitely feel guilt, but it's like it's it's not going to stop me, is what I'm saying. Right, but is that like a moral thing or is that just like a horny thing? 
it's not, I don't think it's a horny thing for me because I've talked to some people who are turned on by cheating, which is not a fetish of mine. Like I don't find myself like I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna cheat. Like it's so hot. Like I'm not. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing. Oh, it's a it's a thing. I I won't reveal who who that was, but uh, there are people who really get off on it. And like you know, I I get you know it's obviously worse things that could get you off. Um, but I still think it's it's a little amoral. And like you know, I was in a situation where that was happening for me. Not not all that long ago and i it, it carried on for enough time that i was like why am i okay with this is there something wrong with me um but i justified it and maybe in a fucked up way but i was just like dude's not killing it dude on the other end is not killing it um and that I, and i don't know him and i don't and i don't care um which is cold and i would never feel that way if i were in a relationship like if i were ch cheating on my partner, I wouldn't be like, they're not killing it for me. Like, I would never think that. Um, and it's just interesting that, like, it doesn't work both ways for me. And I was kind of curious where you stand on that. Yeah, again, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it because I'm not, like, you know, going to say I'm, like, some perfectly moral person or whatever. But, like, I wouldn't, like, hook up with someone who had a significant other. But Have you never done that? Um, no, I think, no, I have, but not like, <laughs> not like long term. No. What's long term to you? Like more than once. Oh, yeah. Um, Guilty. yeah. But I, no, I, I like wouldn't, I wouldn't justify it morally. I would be like, nope, I'm, I shouldn't be doing this, but I am. I also don't think that. Um, if someone is cheating, it's because their partner isn't killing it. I, I don't think it's necessarily, I usually think it doesn't have anything to do with the partner and it's just like that person's a cheater. I mean, to be honest, I, I did kind of feel like that. And I, I think that that manifested itself in ways of like, I wasn't totally comfortable talking about it with friends freely. Like I, I did, I had like a guilt complex about it or like if I talked about it, I'd talk about it like it was a secret which is like, you know, that in of itself was sort of unhealthy behavior to, you know, to talk about something in kind of like a hushed voice or like, oh, like, you know, it's like, I mean, it just comes with the territory. So I'm like, I'm talking about something that I'm doing wrong. It's I'm like, oh, I did. I did drugs last night or like, you know, I, I killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I might not do it. At the, when, the, when, think the only time I can think of that I really did that was uh, I was like 19. So, I mean, I, I honestly don't think I would do it. I mean, there's also no. an there's, there's also like an attractiveness thing too. Like, you know, honestly, if if the person like you, you you really don't know until it happens because I don't know if I would have said that I would have done that until the situation presented itself to me. Yeah, but, no, that, no, exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to say I wouldn't do it. I'm just going to, like, I would, I'm not going to, like, try to just morally justify it. It's like, no, it's probably the wrong thing to do. I'm curious where Packers stand on this, too, because it's, it's kind of, like, it's weird because it doesn't seem like that taboo of a thing to talk about, but I really don't hear it. Like, I've, I don't have this discussion with many people. Like, I don't think people are super comfortable talking about it, but people seem to be comfortable messaging us, you know, whatever the fuck they want. So, Packers, let us know. Yeah.
I like doing these like love line, like advice column episodes. It's the only thing I'm like interested in. Like I'm more interested in like romance and girls than I am <laughs> movies or no. I, the la- the least interested I am in any subject that we could possibly talk about is movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead ass. <laughs> I guess I, like I'd rather talk about anything else. I know, imagine us actually talking about movies. Like we're grouped under the like film Dude, reviews. I, I know. I actually, I, I was just thinking about this. I was like, what movies have we actually talked about? We've talked about like Gone Girl <laughs> and Sister <laughs> and, like, Act. Yes, yeah, Sister Act. Now like Room. You know what I mean? Like the, like it's like, like really not deep cuts here. Like bad movies. Some like some like yeah, like normie bad movies. Like not even bad movies that are like talked about in an interesting way as bad movies. Just some like people like only normal people talk about these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should try talking about movies. I just like I don't care. It's like I don't it's like I you know what there's another thing that's happening with me recently is like there's a filmmaker who I'd really love to talk to talk, talk about at length. I mean, I'd love to talk to him as well. And like, if he came on the pod, which he would never do, I don't, I don't think, I, I think I know you're going to say, yeah, I won't even say his name. I brought him up on the pod before. I don't think he speaks English, which is a big clue. Um, yeah, I was right. But there's something like, or like, for example, like David Lynch or so, you know, something like so, somebody like him. It's like, it's almost like you don't even really want to talk to those people or about them because there's like a demystification element of like talking to or about your heroes in a public setting that kind of makes it lame or it makes yeah, it less Yeah, that's sacred. so true. Like um, for example, like I I don't talk about like we, like interesting being friends with you, like we both like love Radiohead. We don't really talk about Radiohead that much. It's like some like oh yeah, like you know I know I feel like we talked about them recently. It was like the first time we ever actually went in on it. Yeah, like we were. I, I I I like talking about why I like why I like really specific things, or talking about things I think are underrated. Like I love talking about like a random album that I'm like, that is a super underrated album. I love being like I love this one movie so much. I love this one song so much. Like here's what it does that works for me. Kind of yeah. like on the Hari episode, like how we talked about Twin Peaks. Like we really like went in about why it works. I do like doing that sometimes. Maybe not about an artist in general, but like about like one specific thing. No, I think that was a big step with us talking about the return, but the return is something that like kind of exists in a different zone because it it happened while we were around for it. Like it happened pretty recently and like Hari also watched it and it just felt like a good cultural reference point to like kind of geek out on with someone. Right. Um, But I feel like a lot of the other stuff that we like is stuff from like past generations, past eras that like... I don't know, you kind of like get into this zone of like talking about this stuff and you're like, it's kind of what rubs me the wrong way about like, you know, th- that crowd of, of critics is that it's just like this con- like relentless fetishization of like whatever fucking Japanese movie from the mid 80s. It's just like that movie is probably really cool, but like, I don't know, talking about it at like some shitty bar, it's like get fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah, I dude, I just don't like obscure shit. I really don't. I, I like, I like, I liked all this shit when I was younger. I like music too. I don't like want to talk about some like rare record. I want to talk about like. No, I mean I it's know. the thing is it's it's cool if it's like really good and like they're rarely really good. Like to sometimes I know I, exactly. It's they're like they're like really 
they're like really interesting or like they're really aestheticized to this way that like you're you're like you it being part of your taste becomes like part of your image right and i think that there's like I keep using the word fetishization, but like people fetishize uniqueness in, in in that people oversaturate themselves with so much media that anything that feels like kind of niche or specific or unique in its own way suddenly has more value than things are clearly better than it because they feel so different, which is not actually an intrinsic value of the work of art. It's like it's just some like you be watching too much bullshit. You know what I mean? It's just like, of right. course, after you watch, like, you've, you know, you saw Philadelphia, you, know, you saw, like, really great movies when you were a kid. And, like, shout out like, to oh, Philadelphia. Yeah, shout out to Philadelphia. Which I, I mean, big shout out to Philadelphia. Sorry. Big shout out to Philadelphia. Um, a movie that I only saw for the first time recently, and I'm glad that I saved it for this moment in my life because I, it really, it was a, it was a shock to my system. I was like, this is what it's about. That. Uh, okay, also the Neil Young song from the soundtrack, Hot Take, is better than the Springsteen song on the soundtrack, which is the one everyone loves. I love them both, but the that Springsteen Neil Young song... The song's obviously great, but... The Neil Young song is like one of my favorite songs of all time. It's 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 randomly the best song of all time. So true. Wait, are, are, do, do we want to change the subject yet? <laughs> Go because for some, it. something you said made me think of something. Yeah. Okay, you said niche. Uh-huh. I ran, okay, I was talking to my dad recently, and I said niche. I forget what we were talking about. And he was like, why did you say niche? It's niche. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've never heard it pronounced like that in my life. So I like looked it up. It's only like in the rec like past like decade or so, or like two decades, become more commonly pronounced as niche than niche. And it somehow originated from like American universities. And I was like, yeah, I the get American Heritage Dictionary fourth edition lists two pronoun pronunciations, niche and niche. Exactly. Like, that's that's what I saw. So they started looking it up more, and somehow in universities around America, professors from the like nineties onwards started saying niche so much that everyone of our generation says niche when no one like older than us said it like that. There's an bizarre. there's an entourage bit about that because the, they talk about the the painter Robert Niche or Robert Niche and they go back and forth about which way that's pronounced which and it's spelled the same way Niche 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 sounds like shit yeah Niche yeah this horrible like a, word Niche is like a curse sick. word but it I guess it's some like university bullshit what's your favorite curse word oh that's a good, oh I had an answer for this hold on. I was just talking about this. Recently. I don't know why I asked this. I shouldn't. I can't say more. I'm like you're not allowed to say it anymore. Um, you probably you probably can't say more either. It's just like I was I was called this word. So oh yeah, up. I mean that's obviously. I mean that's just like that's yeah. That that's obviously the best one. You can't say it. I can't say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the best one. Um, oh, I, I I really like calling someone a little shit. That's cute. Oh no, you know it's you know it's a great one. That's underrated. I don't even know if this is really a curse, but prick, like calling someone a prick. Oh yeah, yeah, prick is great. It's really sick. It's really underrated. It's just like it really cuts. It's like you know what you're talking about. It's not like he's an asshole. He's he's like he's dude. He's a prick. It's like you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know. It's such a vibe. Yeah. 
Yeah, prick. Definitely. It's also a great word. The word that I use when I'm actually pissed off, which is also cancelable. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cunt. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I actually don't like that. That like feels too extreme for me. I'm like, Ugh. No, I mean I say it I say it like as a weapon. It's no, like, that's what it, it feels very I'm like yeah, I don't know. That one, I, I'm not no, a fan. It's a, no, it's a, I mean, it's a nasty word. I don't know if I actually like it. It's just, I, you know. It, it is like effectively offensive, right? Yeah. It okay. is. It is. I stopped saying it probably like four or five years ago, but it used to be a really regular I feel like that. Arsenal. Yeah, that's like a legendary curse word. I feel like I heard about that when I was like a little older. And I, know, I thought so like, like, do you know about this one? Yeah, it was I'm like, it was like the F word. That's the like granddaddy curse word. And then there's like an older kid who's like, no, there's another one. It's worse. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know how when you're a little kid, you call the cat a pussy cat? Yeah. I was at my friend's or my, my parents' friend's house and they had a cat. And I was like, I was literally some like eight. I was like eight years old. And I was like, I was like, come here, little pussy cat. And my mom freaked out at me. And she was like, never say that. I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? Wait, really? But isn't that like. No, I was like, yeah, it's like pussy cat, like whatever. And she was like, don't say that. And I was like, pussy cat? She was like, the first word. And I was like, pussy? <laughs> and she was like, don't say it again. I was like, and then I got like pissed and I was like, pussy, pussy, pussy. And then like, <laughs> and like we, like we, like the randomly, my parents' friends got really upset and they were like, it was some like, I'm a bad kid now. It was like, I was like, it was like so humiliating. We like left the house. It was like a July 4th party at the beach. It was like so bad. Oh, I, I so know the vibe. But I, I don't know, I, I was like, I, I was like such a guilty little kid. I like, I was the opposite of like, my parents told me something was bad. I was like, no, I can't be, I can't say it. I mean, I feel like there's an appropriate reaction to like all the wokeness that like, I don't even want to be a part of that reaction. So I, it's kind of difficult to know where to stand on this, but. Well, yeah, I mean, cause then like go railing hard against it just because you like think it's annoying is also like equally whack you know what i mean it's like i think there's like a a real criticism for why it's not just annoying but maybe like harmful or counterproductive or whatever yeah. and that's worth talking about but like just being a contrarian about it is like also whack yeah it's like we don't really want to be like cringe artists it's like so boring yeah but wait until you guys see the new memes. Um, <laughs> we actually made a lot of memes through all this stuff that's been going on that we just didn't even feel comfortable being a part of that group of reactionary. Like, you know, it's it's tough to really take a stance on anything with regards to what's what's happening and either not be a piece of shit or, like, think you're a hero. Um yeah, I mean, dude, my thoughts about the whole thing is, like, it's not even worth joking about. I mean, like, anything's worth joking about, I guess. But it's, like, th yeah, like I said, there's a real conversation to be had about why this is, I'm going to say counterproductive instead of, like, harmful. But, you know what I mean? Um, like, why overly wokeness is, is counterproductive. But I, I think that conversation is, like, too outside of the realm of, like, jokes. I don't really want to be making jokes about it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Although, let me explain to you how we're going to defund the police. <laughs> uh, Re- recite shit that they learned 45 minutes ago on like a Insta- like a reductive Instagram story. Yeah, maybe we need to start making some ion photographs. Am I not supposed to say that? Should we cut that out? Yeah, we'll probably cut this out. Uh, I'm not interested in. I don't. I don't. You know what I mean? It's like not even worth it. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, this, no, like, this I don't. Not it's not even it. about getting in trouble. Like I like we've been in trouble before for like good, for reasons Have we? that I'm. I mean, bro, you really want to go down that road? <laughs> when do we get in trouble, bro? I'm not. I that this I can't talk about. I can't even say anything because I you're gonna have to cut it out. I don't want to create more work. Text me. I re- I really have no idea what you're talking about. Come on, bro. What do I, you think? I literally have no idea what you're talking about. When have we ever gotten in trouble? I guess you just blacked out the night that we spent in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna text you, bro. Um, we're we're reaching the hour mark right now. Um. It would be kind of sick to end with a like. It, also, it doesn't matter if it's sick. It's like everyone. We, we were talking about this. Everyone just loves podcasts so much that it doesn't even matter if it's good. It's like people just listen to it. It's like yeah. It's one of the things we were phenomenal. talking about, which I thought I think is interesting that we haven't really addressed, is like the fact that we're doing a podcast is like so beyond my like imagine like what my wildest dreams of what we would ever do because it's like such a such a a boring format i mean like i love doing no, it everyone like, saying, like you could spend like years working on a movie but and like maybe like half people who watch it like won't even finish watching it but then like you do this bullshit and like everyone listens to it everyone's obsessed with podcasts i want to know like what are people doing while they're listening to podcasts like yeah. dishes like pa- packers what no what, one's what commuting right now you know what i mean no, so i know just, what i know what most people are doing i want to know what packers specifically right right doing. right no i know people listen to them like on their commute and shit no one's doing that right now so what are you like looking at the wall i actually i listened to the entourage podcast and i was staring at the wall that's what uh, i was doing. <laughs> I, <literally> I, <laughs> <laughs> I i listened to some I went on a walk and listened to one. That was kind of nice, but I just like prefer listening to music when I'm walking. Um, Although I, I did listen to one episode while I ran, I ran on the beach at like nine in the morning and I was like, randomly, this is so next level. Like I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm ready to go to my WeWork space. I'm ready to like crush. I, I got today. like stuck in crazy traffic. And even though I like listening to music driving, it was like when you're driving for too long, it starts to get boring. So I listened to a podcast. That was nice too. No, yeah, when you're kind of ran out of music, you're excited to listen to it. It's a good yeah, thing to yeah, I was like, time. I could like, yeah, so true. But like, we don't know anybody who, like, we're the only people we know who drive. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, where is everyone, like, where are the people listening to this shit? Like, as natural born chads, we drive cars, but nobody we know drives cars. Is, is, it, is there just like, it's like how people have their like reading chairs. Now that it's like a podcast chair, you just go sit in the chair and like stare ahead. With your AirPod Pros in? <laughs> we both have AirPod Pros. That's where I listen to my podcast. <laughs> Are you still doing Insanity? Nope. Fell off. Dude, I'm f- I am got like fat as hell. You did? Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I'll get... I, I've been working on too many projects, so I like haven't had time, but I'll, I'll get off it. 
I haven't been working on enough projects. I've I've only been working out. I'm the opposite. I'm like too creative. I'm like there's too much creativity flowing through me to work out. No, the thing that I've noticed about getting some sort of normal exercise is my brain works a lot better. Like I, I have more natural endorph. Like I just I feel better when I'm making stuff. It's like meditating or something. It's just like I'm just in a better place when I when I approach making something. Right. No, that's true. I I've just been like what dude it's like what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode when I was like we spent like all night finishing this fucking song that we had already spent like multiple days working on and then we couldn't think of what to make the theme song of the show <laughs> it's like it, it, there's like every I'll like work really hard on something one night and like completely forget it the next morning and I'm like on to something else which is sick. I, I kind of I like that but it's like I don't know I know I'm like rushing to my Bentley to like go try and find the unreleased Kanye tracks and I yeah I like don't I don't know I I uh can you believe I bought that thing Oh yeah I mean it was it was worthy investment When we got our first check what what was the first thing that you bought Well I don't know cuz the Tesla was free Right we both got Teslas Um we thought the set no because Elon told us that we were gonna get cyber trucks, but then he was like, "Oh, they're not gonna be in production until next year," and we're like, "All right, dude." Yeah, we're like, "We're." I, I guess we'll bail you out again. Um, like, all right, dude. Like, again with the shit, but whatever. He's always teasing. He us. he tries. He tries. No, he does try. And did you have you heard his track? Oh, I forgot about that. He dropped a track called uh like don't doubt your vibe that like I right guess, yeah i really can't remember if i actually listened to it or not it's very um good day today by david lynch it's like kind of like weirdly like like a trance song but with like vocals it sucks right it's randomly kind of sick <laughs> i mean grimes produced the production's like fun oh that's sick grimes is an amazing producer Big shouts to Grimes. I mean, it's like big it's shouts obvious, to Grimes. But I like, don't, I, people love hating on Grimes. I, I don't understand it. I, I like she's so sick. I've noticed a lot of like hate for Grimes in like younger people, which really makes no sense. It's like Grimes is the queen. Grimes started laid laid all the groundwork for all of you. I guess just because she's dating a billionaire, that's when the hate started. Yeah, I don't know. I I never was like. Amazing songwriter, amazing producer. It's the same way that like Kanye is like for some reason not allowed to like design for the gap because he's a billionaire. It's like can we can we pick a a better argument, guys? <laughs> like that's gonna be sick. Like fuck you. Yeah, I mean like people are like out of shit to care. It's really weird how people are like, I I was so wrong. I thought Quar was gonna like make bring us into some like hippie free love era it's like so the opposite it's like everyone's just getting mad about everything i'm tired bro i'm like just waking up i was tired in the beginning now i'm fired up i was so fired up i, I blew my load with the with the fucking well now we can we, we can just like do more of these if we're doing the only fans you know what i mean it like doesn't have to be so few and far between but that's because i, I also like it being few and far between it's like we're We've said this even before the pod. We're the Frank Ocean of meme accounts because it's like it's a rare drop and people get yeah. excited for it. This was the one thing I was like, I knew there was something I wanted to talk about uh, that we didn't talk about. Maybe this would be the last thing. Uh, do we think 
Metrograph will survive Quar. Oh, so true. I mean, Metrograph has had mass layoffs recently, so... And they also got rid of their little, uh... You know, they had their, like, um, vestibule outside for the winter still, and, like, all of these, like, the people, homeless people were using it as shelter. And, like, they were, like, anytime you would walk by Metrograph in the past few weeks, there would be, like, like, eight guys sleeping in the vestibule. Like, it was, it was really sad. Um, but they got rid of the vestibule. They laid off a bunch of hot girls. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. This, this was, this was really fun for us. There will be more to come. And OnlyFans. OnlyFans, Kyle Brown, you're next. Uh, should we send him off with the theme song again? Yeah, give it to him again. All right. I am Pod. Good Episode night. eight. One, two, three. 20, 20, 24 hours ago. I want to be a creative. Nothing to do, nowhere to go. I want to be creative. Give me some metrograph, cast your baddies in red. Projects, 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 they will bring us fame. Gotta grab my car, hard, big shots to your jam. Oh, no, 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 no.